Hello and welcome to uh, what, what are we going to be this week? Uh, the the tonight the tonight tour with TOVG. Uh, we're we're live in the studio a, a day ago from now with with ours live band right here introducing us, bringing bringing us to you tonight at, at the Hi, TOVG the tonight TOVG tour. Podcast. My name's Greg what? Woodsman. What the <laughs> fuck is happening? I'm <laughs> Sanders. I've been gone for this that's, podcast that's for what? Jalopy. Five weeks and what the hell happened? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. This is <laughs> what Winter. happens every single time. <laughs> and we're yeah, here because true. we we love you. And we want we want to entertain you to make your, your evening a brighter, happier place. For the children of tomorrow. We're, it's, oh, God. It's TOVG children podcast. Of... <laughs> we talk about games that we played and news. Brought to That's... you by the Donald Trump campaign. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. What a... What a, what, a, what, a, what a lore we have That's been developing here. That's not true. Here. We are not sponsored, nor do we endorse any I campaigns. I think we were. Like, you heard the guys. No, <laughs> yep. Okay, the website that we upload our podcast on <laughs> played Donald Trump ads one time on our show. Which means that we're brought that, to you. That, it means we're covered in blood money, you guys. We are. We really are. Oh, yeah. All those blood pennies. <laughs> all those blood pennies. Speaking of blood and guts and, and uh, existential angst. Uh, okay. The uh, Doom documentaries that Danny O'Dwyer is doing over on Noclip are really super good. I, uh, mm-hmm. I recommend people check him out. I've been watching them this week. He releases like 15 to 20 minute videos a day. Really, really cool format, like super well produced. I don't know how he gets away getting as many interviews as he does because I've like always tried to do interviews and that's been the hardest thing for me to do. I mean, I mean, I get that he lives in San Francisco and has like a lot more hookups than me, but but he's got like hours of footage in, in rooms with these people face to face talking about the development of the uh of the games they're working on. There's one really good one on Rocket League he did previously. His second big project is Doom. And uh, mm-hmm. there's like some never before seen footage of Call of Doom, which was this weird quasi in development Doom 4 project that was way, way different from the game that they ended up developing. There was, I was really interested in some of this prototype footage of the glory kills he was showing where they are like almost playing in slow motion compared to what <laughs> the final game is, is uh, playing like. And like, you can kind of see the 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 moves and developments they made in this game starting at the e3 2014 demo where those old slow speed glory kills are still kind of happening in the e3 demo and and it's like really neat to see how they like sped this game up and and developed it alongside the uh a lot of the ancillary features going along a lot of also these these videos and interviews was covering just how much work was put into the first 10 minutes of the game, which I think is also <laughs> really evident when you're actually playing that. Like if you guys have played the new version of Doom, there's this uh, beautifully musically uh, uh, choreographed opening sequence where your guy is like cocking his shotgun to the beat of the background music to introduce yeah. you to how the game works. And it makes me like really appreciate the game a lot more than than I previously did. So so doom overall has this essence of like yo we're gonna go crazy and come along for the ride and i think that the the opening aspect is really important because it gets you in the mood to play it 
Fun fact, did you know that they looked to a lot of inspiration to RoboCop for that opening intro <laughs> with you like looking face down at at people who basically explain what your role is? Like in RoboCop, it begins with the first person shot face down of these doctors being like, oh, man, you're such a badass. And Doom begins with you face down with like a demonic ghost voice seeing, saying you were rage incarnate, rip and tear. And then instead of like a doctor showing up telling you you're such a badass, a demon shows up whose face you just like squish on the examining room in first person. And I was like, oh, my God, it's basically RoboCop. And that's something that like totally like flew right over my head when I was playing it earlier this year. And, and ah, I love that shit. I love, I love good video game videos. Go, go watch the doom. No clip videos. If you want to see good video game videos, I will do that. I will do that. Brought to you by no clip. No, actually no, 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 no. We, anybody. We have a sponsor for this week. No, we don't have a sponsor any week, Matt. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on on how much uh, you consider consider sponsorship for, because because we definitely have more of a connection to the the Donald Trump Make America Great campaign. Oh, than Jesus people. Christ, <laughs> Matt, what have you been playing this week? Who who me? Anybody? Anybody? Who's anybody been playing this week? No, no one. No one cares about what I'm playing, right? That's not so, true. As, I as care. Last, last week was just whoo. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna sit back here and I'm gonna give my spot to the. To the to the completionist over here, <laughs> you got a lot to say, right? What did you complete this time? Yeah. Oh my gosh, boys. Uh, well, I two hundred episodes of completionist just aired, so that's a cool feat. Two hundred games completed. Yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah, that was Fucking insane. Freaking, I've been playing a game a week for five and a half years of my life, and let me tell you, I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Yeah, not to mention all oh. the big bad bosses and. All the oh, other yeah. stuff ever, we've done uh, here. Have this problem where you can't sleep ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm super nervous that like my health is on the line considering how how much crap we do around here. Um, but overall, I've been I've been pretty good. I play. I've been really, really, really falling in love with Final Fantasy 15. Yes, um, hmm. that's that's really. I mean, I I I'm a big Final Fantasy fan and. Uh, I've been, I feel like I've been one of the most vocal people about how upset I've been for the past previous Final Fantasies. Um, so this has been just a wonderful treat from start to finish. I am on chapter four and I think I'm 55 hours in and I'm, I'm just soaking it all in as best I can. (laughs) I am looking forward to getting started, but there was a little bit of news that made me want to kind of delay myself a bit. And that was, um... A big headline that read, uh, incoming future Final Fantasy 15 patch set to, quote, fix the story. And and oh. I've mostly heard good things, but apparently there's a part much, much later in the game that um is 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 really problematic. That's been getting a lot of criticism from from fans that they want to polish and improve. So even though I got a review code and I do want to put content out for it, I'm wondering if I should hold myself back to let my first impression of the game be you know, like like I tend to want to do to let my first impression of the game be it with a a few weeks, if not patches, months of patches. Well, I think uh, I've been trying to stay away from all the spoilers, but mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to not want to be informed about my favorite game that I'm currently playing. And even pictures of this game will spoil it, which yeah, which exactly. upsets me. 
to to my understanding, um, and this isn't really a massive spoiler, but there is a bit of a time jump, like many many years, kind of pass on at, at a plot point in the game. And yep, so I've heard that one too. And and so the pat, but it's, it's kind of like that's kind of where the gap really lives. And so I think what they're going to try and do is rectify um, what takes place within those missing years as a means of of making up for the the lack of story depth uh did you see the movie kingsglaive i did i did i should i, I before I, or after the game before i honestly okay. think i honestly think that if you went out and saw kingsglaive your understanding of final fantasy 15 will be so much better cool. um it's also a bit confusing but uh <laughs> if you basically just at the end what i would do is when you're done watching it kind of like write down your interpretation of like bullet points like mm. this happens this happens this happens and then you'll feel a lot better about it because kind of like uh the world of warcraft movie they are the warcraft movie they throw a lot of terms out there that don't exist anywhere else but in the game and so you kind of have to take that at face value and accept it as okay that's a thing and so there's a lot of that in in uh, in Kingsclave. It's a great movie. The only bad thing I'll say about Kingsclave is that it's poorly edited in the first the first uh, the first act. It's poorly poorly edited. Just a lot of a lot of weird jump cuts and camera angles. But to my understanding, uh, Kingsclave was made by three different teams under one umbrella. One team to work on each act, and they divided it into three acts. So I'd say yeah. Act One, whoever that team was, they they got really jump cutty um, and it's a bit disorienting. The 180 rule that everyone talks about in film that no one understands, you will understand. Like that's a prime example of what the 180 rule is in film. You'll you really kind of get nauseous at times, but uh, it's only for a little bit. So really, I mean, a Final Fantasy movie is confusing and has really weird camera motions. No way! <laughs> you know, usually I would give nice. uh, this whole process and concept a lot of shit, like having to take notes on a prequel movie before you play the game. But Final Fantasy games can be like so endearing and cute and like classic feeling that I think this is one franchise where I would make the exception to the rule and go see it and take notes because if it if it can give the final game that same feeling of it just being like so endearing and, and lovable and adorable like the old games then i would really really want to go that extra mile for it because that's kind of the vibe that i got from the platinum demo as uh like not super overdeveloped as it was like it was at least cute <laughs> like there was this adorable little sidekick who was like oh you want to be in your warm happy place in your dad's car and i was like oh and uh, i actually i actually never got to play that demo um oh, it, it saves to... stuff into the full game if you uh go from is one to the other is it still available because i should go back and play that i don't know i think it is i don't think it's like a pt thing where they temporarily took it away but I think yeah. uh, the way it works is that you get to name some kind of cute furry sidekick whose name carries on into the final game if you play that demo. And I've already I, forgotten what I've named it. But uh, when yeah, I started I, up the full game, it, it was like, oh, let's import it's, your save. And I was like, sure. It's supposed to be Carbuncle from the one of, one of the many summons uh, from Final Fantasy. That's the mm -hmm. little cute character that um, follows you in easy mode. Um, that character resurrects you if you die. <laughs> so if you play the game on easy mode, Carbon comes out and saves you. I think that's like the whole point of that character in the game. But I think from what I've read 
it's just like it's a little pet that hangs out with you. Can you uh, explain the combat system? When I played it in the demo, I was not impressed. I was actually turned off by it. The when whole you, hold the button to attack, hold the button to a dodge. I does it feel okay in the in the finished this, product? I think so. I think. Well, okay. So which demo did you play? Did you play the the Behemoth one when they go on that hunt, or uh, the one the when one before it, when, the little when, kid one, the little kid Platinum. one? Okay, so. In my I, I in my opinion, that demo does not reflect the game at all. Okay. It's pretty different. Um this th- this whole combat the combat system is is a combination of RPG and the uh real time aspects of a hack and slash. And so uh did you ever play Crisis Core or Kingdom Hearts? The, oh, oh, I've played some Kingdom Hearts. Yes. Okay. So if you like Kingdom Hearts combat, it's going to be more attuned to that where it's like X is, is hit with the keyblade. It's going to be a lot, a lot like that. The more you back, the more you hit the button to attack, the more you attack. Um, but depending on what weapon you use determines the weight and also how you hit it. So if you hit, you know, circle once with a light weapon, it's really quick and it comes out quick. If you hit it a bunch of times, it's going to be constant swinging. If you have a heavier weapon and you press circle, it takes a huge wind up because there's weight to the weapon. So there's a lot of stuff like that throughout mm. the game. But gen- generally speaking, the combat combat for me is the most important thing in the Final Fantasy. And yeah. this one is awesome. I there's so much going on. I recommend there's two types of modes going back to like the old days of final fantasy where there's an active, uh, ATB meter. And then there's the weight meter. I would recommend going with the active where everything's in real time because apparently in the weight mode, if you just stop moving Noctis, it goes into a mode where you can just wait to make your next move. Um, and that's like Hmm. fine, I guess. But to me, that kind of slows it down. You can, uh, I would rather just have the chaos keep going the whole time because it's so much more fun and so much more engaging. Um, now it is now you, you said that there's two modes there that re- kind of reminds me of kind of how Dragon Age does theirs, where there's a, a tactical mode and then there's a regular action mode. It is, but in the action mode, you actually do less damage. Um, and it's actually you, it's your force to uh in harder fights to do tactical mode um but it's not this way in this one i'm guessing yes yeah so similarly to that of dragon age there are two i there's it's basically the difference is if you stop moving the character the Mm. controller or the like a pause menu shows up and the pause menu lets you use items uh kind of plan your surroundings see what's going on that's really the biggest difference apparently um there's also different aspects of like buffs you can do because one of the uh, the 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 system is called the ascension system. One of the ascension tabs is the wait the wait time at active system and the wait time system. There's benefits to doing that. So if you choose to go in the wait time, you can like you know warp strikes will be will do more damage or items will be more effective if you use the wait system. So there's kind of pros and cons to both, but really it comes down to just not moving and time stopping. Whereas when you're playing the game in active, if you just if you go to use an item, then everything stops and you can plan to choose which item to use. So okay. Yeah, I would say active is the way to go. Um 
wait just seems waiting just kind of seems a little weird it doesn't seem uh it just seems like if you're overwhelmed by combat if you like hack and slashes and the, that kind of like you're in the um, you're in the moment you get to warp and, and and get into the fight and stuff like that then activist for you if you're more kind of whoa that's overwhelming i want to take my time then that's when you would use uh, the wait system okay yeah hmm. i was i always feel so bad on the podcast i talk for so long and then it's like everyone's like yeah no, <laughs> I, I, it's literally because it's a game that i i have no clue anything about so i'm just intently listening and absorbing like i i don't have anything to be like well i think like i don't right. speaking <laughs> of combat systems that have a lot going on with you zigzagging oh, from place to place oh god i've been yep. playing a lot of titanfall 2 and that's like not a bad segue that's like how it works that's that's is, a, I'll, I'll give you a good, good, good props for that segue. This is a system that I, I like adore and love inside of a game with very soft coded math variables that I don't know if I'm so big on. And it uh like hurts me to to feel that. And I kind of wish I played the first one to know how uh, Titanfall 1 worked in comparison to 2. But basically, you never played the first one. I just played the beta and I remember loving it. But like mediocre First review scores and, and like a dwindling great. player base had me not go through with buying the full version but i really wish i did now because basically what they've done is added like a new crouch slide move and a grappling hook that makes it so you can have a higher top speed and like really zip around the map super fast if you're playing as intended but there's some tricks in the in the physics system where you can use the crouch slide to basically make a bunny hop happen and if you rebind your crouch button to the mouse you kind of point where you want to go and tap spacebar to uh, bunny hop and like cs go or css surf your way through maps and it feels um. so good and you go so fast and it 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 digs into my brain and gives me like the kind of rush that that i haven't had like so long it's like it, my keyboard and mouse are going absolutely nuts when i play this game and really get into it like my, my hands are just moving all over the place it's it's amazing it's uh it kind of plays like a lot like what i maybe wished or maybe i was doing it wrong with the new doom game like just mm -hmm. really really hyper fast skill-based movement in a first-person shooter game and, and a AAA 2016 game at that, which is a, a very unlikely place to find this stuff. But the match timer is so low, matches can go by in like 90 seconds to two minutes to the point where once one team gains a lead, you can't have enough time to take it back. And also mm. the way it distributes your titans is like pants on head opposite of the way it worked in the first game, where you only get... uh your titan meter filled up by scoring points against the enemy team whereas in the first game everyone uh built up their titan meter with time and this one you only do it with points which means that it's more likely that one team will just snowball the other team as they score points oh, against yeah. them first of all and then have their titans come in from all those points and then score more points against them with their titan assist whereas the other team like can't keep up and will be permanently behind for the whole match isn't that just like a like that seems like a very obvious flaw. Yeah. Like, like, like Overwatch works the opposite way. It works the, the better way where it's like, yeah, you gain your ultimate charge by doing stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But you also, everybody just has an innate timer charge on it. It's so like, even if you're getting fucking steamrolled, like if you're on attack and you're just doing fuck all and they're defending the point perfectly, eventually 
in the game in the match timer you're all going to have your ultimates at some point so you can just hoard up six ultimates for like a good push it's a super but, not great outline of how to design a multiplayer match but and it kills me because like it's a super great amazing way to look at how how to uh handle player movement and momentum with with like quick time to kills because like in the first game, I remember the first game having a super fast time to kill, but you having a, a, a lot of a chance to escape and, and lengthen that time to kill, not by having more HP, but just by having more mobility options to zip out of a sticky situation real fast, which is what I feel like FPS games were largely lacking when they turned into the stop and pop, like really static cover based combat of Modern Warfare 1 onwards. Now we're right. in a situation where like titanfall it seemed like it happened in 2014 where all of a sudden fps games got way faster with uh titanfall and and call of duty advanced warfare had boost sliding and wall running and now those features are in halo too and i'm wondering if uh if if we're seeing greener pastures and i'm excited about that i just kind of wish that i had uh seen what the first game was like in terms of it having much better balance and uh and then scoring in this one mm. but i'm i'm really excited that i bought it and and that i'm getting into it i'm having a lot of fun with it and i'm hoping to like quickly cobble together a video on it tonight because i've have had a lot of work to catch up on this week as well but yeah titanfall 2 it's 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 good clean the fun. successor to siege oh i don't know about that <laughs> siege is still love and life they keep updating it i literally played it like an hour and a half ago it's still it's still going strong in my book yeah, it's, I really need to pop onto Titanfall too. Um, it's really annoying that you've played it already. Because remember the other week when I was like, "Hey, you, you let me know when you play well, Titanfall 2 so I have somebody to play." With. I've only played it a, f a few hours. Like I, it's okay. really. I, I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. I'm but, on a slippery um, slope here because I'm about to make a video on a game where I think I've played less than six hours, just because I've had so much of my day jobs to do this week, and and I'm wondering how that's going to turn out. But, but I'll invite you to the Discord. <laughs> okay. Um, speaking of, of shooter games that uh, have lasted a long time and keep getting updated that are still enjoyable to this <sighs> day, uh -huh. I've been playing uh, Overwatch Christmas Update. I've been wanting or to rather, play it. I've been want really wanting to get it back into it. I love Overwatch. So the Brawl mode is the most fun brawl mode that there has been in overwatch so like recent updates they changed it so that uh you can't do multiple of any of of any hero in the same uh in the same match mm -hmm. so you can't have like two mccrees on one team but they moved that unlimited mode to the arcade and the arcade is basically like there's a 3v3 mode there's a 1v1 mode there's that unlimited mode and there's always these like odd games that they put in there so the winter one is everybody plays as May, but you don't have your freeze gun. You have a single shot snowball, and you have to find piles of snow to like refill your gun to get a new snowball. And all the shots are one hit kills. And we played on day one. We played for like two hours, just that mode. It's like a fucking survival horror game, is what it is. <laughs> survival like horror with with snow and, and yeah, with cute with, girls. 12, 12 maze survival horror. It's <laughs> fucking insane because it's six on six and you're like, you you see your players' icons as they're across the map and you hear them when they die. It plays a little jingle noise when somebody <laughs> dies. It goes like, Shh. and so it starts getting down and when it gets down to just you on your team, it says like, like 
because it, it's Soldier 76 who does the voiceover. He's like, you're the last hope for your team, soldier. And it's just like, you look around, you hear the footsteps of other maze in the hallways and shit. And you're oh just God. like, fuck, no. Because <laughs> turn the corner and you don't re- respond fast enough, you'll just fucking die immediately. It's so much fun. Um, and then, like, you get bonus points and stuff for, like, ice blocking to block a snowball coming at you or blocking it with your wall. Like, they count up all these weird little individual like stats that are only for this like match type um that's pretty cool uh new skins and all that stuff is pretty neat kind of a little less than i expected but i mean they have torbjorn santa so you know can't really complain super appropriate Um, oh yeah they have nutcrackers and yada which i didn't expect and that shit's fucking hilarious because all of his little balls he shoots are walnuts um, so what's what's keeping you playing right now? Has it become like another League of Legends where you're just kind of enjoying the game for just the game? Yeah, yeah. Um, I constantly feel because there's a, a wide enough array of heroes that I am constantly feeling like I could play. Like we're playing, we're not playing competitive today. I can play something I don't play often. So like I've been picking up uh, Anna and Reinhardt because mm. they're like staple characters that I want to know how to play. Um, and I've been getting better at them and I've been like learning the ins and outs and it's cool. Cause like I can keep basically just keep heading up the skill ladder I'm uh, still for as long as I want to salty that all these, uh, seasonal modes are temporary. Um, I mean, that's kind of how seasons work. Yeah. But in video games, you can make anything happen, but apparently you can't make seasons permanent. So. Well, because <laughs> it, it wouldn't fucking make sense. Well, I don't like, think it would make sense. What do you? Hold on. What do you, I don't get it. So I don't, if like, I, there's nothing. There's nothing special about a Halloween update if it's Halloween every day. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, it, uh, but it would be special if they like released the new mode and and kept it on there forever, starting in Halloween. See, okay. The thing is, like, I I'm I'm not into Overwatch right now, but I might later. I might I might change my mind and decide I like it like a year from now. In which case, this this holiday survival horror may spoop mode that sounds like fun. But that's the point. No, though. it's not because I don't even have that chance. I can't change my mind later and be secure. I have to decide right now, and right now yes. I, I can't. Yeah, that's, that's the point. It's like that's a what mean marketing is. tactic to get people to buy things now and not wait. Hitman's doing the same thing. I, I don't like it. It, it, it really decreases value it's... of your purchase if you wait and save. It, it's like in RuneScape where you got those birthday hats, you know? No one can ever get those birthday hats ever again. It doesn't matter that you started five years later. Those birthday hats are millions of dollars now. Well, in... in and and whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but like when you wear that hat, you're like, I was there from the very beginning. That's, that's just what a you hat. Get. It's not an entirely different game mode. They have a randomized brawl that, mode that, where that you was can play everything. That happened in RuneScape. It was an event that you got that from. I don't know. I'm salty. You guys haven't changed my mind. <laughs> this is not like a new thing. TF2 has been doing this for over a decade. Yeah, everyone has been doing it for a very Everybody long time. has been doing this. This is like <laughs> like you can't like fault like uh, a world tour of a band for not being always touring every day in your town because you missed it. Like Well, yeah, because they're special... a band with like real people who have to eat and sleep. Video games don't have to eat and sleep. 
I don't un- <laughs> like you're just asking for for cake for every meal. No, I'm like, I'm asking to have the game mode the that, is alive, that you pay you money for. It. You could play it for an entire month, actually. That's so you have so little. much time to do that. That's such you own the game already. <laughs> Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. I just I seriously I like this baffles me. It's like it it is only special because it doesn't exist at other points of the year. But it's a whole game mode. That's something way too valuable to get rid of. It's the smallest game mode. You just talked about how cool it is to play Overwatch like a survival horror game. And I mean, I remember <laughs> right, when I was growing but- up, I could like load up a uh, a, a surf map in, in CSS and it was an entirely different way to play the same uh, game. I remember like loading up Jedi Knight 2 or Jedi Academy and just like hanging out in these social chat room maps. That was an entirely different way to play the same game. And and those didn't go away. They they were there permanently. People could make custom maps and custom modes and just upload them Excuse forever. Excuse my typing real quick while I check up something. <laughs> Let's all wait and hear that typing. Yeah, I will because I'm fucking... I just don't fucking agree, but <laughs> I, uh, I don't know why you would like a a a digital product that you bought to go away forever and disappear in the ether based off an entirely arbitrary it expiration date. It doesn't go date. away forever, George. Christmas is every year. Are you sure that, that they're, <laughs> by the good graces of Blizzard, they're going to turn back on May's oh. survival horror snowball fight next Christmas? No, but I won't really miss it because it's a one-note joke, and it was fun, well, and I'm, I'm already not playing it because I'm playing I'm, the I'm rhythm. I'm sad about that. It's, it's kind of like... Just fucking play it right now, like then! finding out that, that a child has been born, and that, uh, that that even though the child's a robot, that the factory Where could just make again. You've already apparently what? missed the event of the child being born. What? The, 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 I, I Also with what? an event... Also with an event... <laughs> <laughs> what?! <laughs> I'm ready to move on to the next topic what if you guys are. What the fuck was that analogy? <laughs> if if it's on all the time it would lose its like value. Um, value yeah, and then it only has value like, who, no because one will it's care not about around it anymore. No, especially if it's a gimmick that is happening by getting less for your money you are already inherently losing value in the transaction you're not that you getting made. less for your money though you're oh getting these God. modes that continue it's, it's, to release it's free for content free. you bought the game and they're they're adding they're adding and taking away modes for free whereas the core <laughs> game the, yeah the, that's my problem they're taking away modes for free well, no, it's 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 modes that weren't in the game to begin with, and they changed them out as seasonal modes to that way the yes. gameplay doesn't get stale. They're and adding new elements mode will just, and swapping guess, it out. Away forever, and and free, and when people in the content. future want to know what, yeah, it's like it's still not free either because you're paying for it. But when people in the future, How? like me, will want to know from a historical perspective what this mode was like, we're just going to be shit out of luck. I mean, I may never know what May's snowball fight is like because I just like didn't right. have watch time videos. during the winter of of 2016. I'll only be able to watch videos, which isn't the same as playing a game. Well, I just another I feel thing like... that's not the same as playing a game. <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, we're not moving on. We're not moving on. We're moving on. After, after George's fucking bullshit ass baby robot thing, we're not moving on just yet because hey, that didn't make man, any what's fucking like sense. Playing a game, but not really. <laughs> laughing happily because games aren't fun. I just took some random words and I didn't know how to finish it. Well, I what know I'm saying what is, is uh, barely I just like to play. Whatever was about to happen. 
this isn't like a campaign being added and then removed. No, this I is think a it's one like a shot tiny game. game. It's not though. It's not. You even if you think that it isn't. Yeah, I think it's, I think it is. But it's not. No, I think it is. Well, you think wrong, poorly, well, and not good. I've been playing this game, this <laughs> VR game, right? This this should this should really silence the chat here. <laughs> yes, there, I've been there playing I go. this I'm VR out. game Peace. called yeah, Onward. Okay. Okay. What's Onward? Okay. Okay, Onward is a mill sim, all right? A, mil a military sim? sim, yeah, made by one <laughs> dude, okay? Four on four, right? He only has one mode right now. Okay. And you use uh, touch or your wands to, like, everything is, like, on your vest. So you can pick up the gun, take out the ammo, um, put it back in. So reloading takes a while, depending on what you're using. If you're using like a big LMG, you would have to take off, take the bullet strap, open up the like chamber and slap, slap the bullets in, slap it down and cock it all with your hands. Oh, I can see that you can walk around in this game. George. <laughs> yeah, George, we're, we're, we're taking steps. We, George, oh my God. I want to play it right now. If, if you George, can walk can like walk. that is, that is revolutionary. I saw it and I was like, I'm going to buy this for George. Yes. I'm gonna Thank test you. It out for George. Can I come over okay. this weekend or are you going to be working? Um, Sunday. Sunday oh. I might be free. Sweet, sweet. All right. I'll, I'll keep in touch. I can't yeah, wait. Making I can't plans wait to on walk the podcast. In a video game. Um, but okay. So you can also, as everyone talks when it comes down to VR, which is great. It's, it's early stages. Everyone has a mic. Um, regardless if it's cool. uh, Vive or Oculus. And um, so being able to talk to people while you're uh, like you, you would have to take your hand, put it to your left shoulder and click the trigger and you actually pull it actually uh, turns on your radio. And once you talk oh to the speaker, like Mr. President did. It, and people can actually hear you over the radio like this and it so has cool. that sound effect yeah so does that um, mean you can't like yell in the middle of combat you have to like walk away and and, and hold down your microphone or you call can just do feature. it yeah Holy you can just shit. do it and and because you can hold the gun with one hand and oh then you can God. steady it with your second hand <laughs> if you want to be so excited dude i've seen footage of it as you're talking about it it looks like like exactly what i would what i have been clamoring for like a stupid basic fps game but with all of the like immersive motion control wackiness vr has to offer and it it's this looks really cool yeah it, it's um it, it's great i don't get sick i don't get sick imagine that uh, walking I don't around get in a video game doesn't make Matt sick. Stop the presses, everyone. We're entering a new era. <laughs> I might have gotten used to it because um, I've been playing so much. But uh, finally, now this um, is, this, this I don't is the Vive, just to make sure, right? Say again? H HTC Vive? Yeah, bo both of them work. Cool. Both of them work. I have the Oculus with the mm. touch controllers, and... Um, and I, I'll, they're both they're both fine because Steam VR finally works properly after they patched it because it wasn't working before. Your height was a little off, but everything works how, as long as you set it, it up in Oculus. It transfers straight over to to the stream Steam VR, and you can just play any game you want. It's it just shows the wand sometimes, and um, if the game doesn't have like actual. Um, models for in the, the touch footage controllers. i'm seeing players are like shaking their head to one another and giving hand signals like communicating yeah. with body language tracked by controllers is something that that oh god this looks so cool 
Yeah, a lot of people are very addicted to it. There is like a little community um, now, and, and people take this stuff seriously. Also, like, it's amazing how much slower reloading is in this situation. Yeah, you can't just Ooh. spam. Like it's it's full on. You have to be. You have to think about situations. Hey, sniping. <laughs> like, can you just imagine sitting there sniping and waiting? Like, it's 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 crazy. It's it's something you don't really experience with a lot of the the other games, especially um, because of you have to do everything. Like to pull out your pistol, you don't just press two. You know, you have to reach yeah. to your side and grab your sidearm. And this is the kind of VR game design that I've always wanted. And why the hell did it take one guy? Why did the hell did it take like one guy making a weird, janky milsim to to have this kind of interface and combat and features? Like this is conventional stuff. Like they're in a desert shooting each other with guns. Yeah, yeah. I um, it it feels good. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it feels pretty good. I it's still a bit janky though. Like be warned, Vive guys out there or Oculus guys out there, like it's still still a little janky. So um for the people who are only have like two sensors or um who don't have a three sixty setup, um you're you can use the turning. You can actually turn in this game, but that one has that, that oh weird uh ninety degree Ooh. angle turn or should I say forty degree angle turn um I, when you click the right stick. I just saw um, two players in front of a door shake their head at one another, do some weird hand signal, and one of them then pulled out a grenade and tossed it with their hand through the crack in the door. That's good. Oh, that oh, oh, oh. salivating. Um, pe- people, people yell out signals. Um, not yell signals. Um, kind of say, like, "Oh, I'm gonna go near the hood." Near the near the near the hill behind behind the second building, um, near the destroyed um, you know gas station or whatever like that, and they all like just wait there and they call out shots because sometimes you won't be able to see a guy from so far away, so you're like, oh, is that you? Blah blah blah, and it like there's so many so much communication, um, and when someone comes up behind you and because you can knife, you can also knife yourself as well when you pull out the knife. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pull out the knife with the grip and then you pull the trigger to activate it and you can cut yourself. It's, it's the same thing as um, when you when you go to take the syringe out to heal, you can heal yourself or you can heal someone else that's on the floor. Um, and it it's it is crazy because you have to like kind of bend down and heal them. It, it's it's a type of immersion that you just don't really get. Um, in other places um i i want to come over sunday play and <laughs> yeah. yeah i was gonna say this sounds like for i mean I, I don't keep up with vr you know that but this sounds like for the first time a vr game that i'm like oh that's making use of all the facets of vr to like actually make the game something that isn't just like well it's it's thumper but but it's in the vr headset and it's like all right but i can play thumper without it fine I- like see this sounds like something that you need to experience it in vr and it's just like you know it it makes use of its platform yeah yeah and and even like even if something like this is too far right i would say Mm -hmm. um dead and buried which is like free 
on the Oculus store, right? And free for people who have re- Revive on. Um, it, it 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 does it does you don't teleport, but your body stays in the general area when you respawn, and um, so it, it's a western. Mm-hmm. There's draws, there's robberies, um, and there's like a horde mode. Right. And you kind of have to like um, in horde mode, you work together and you have to make sure that uh, it's called dead and buried. If I didn't say that, I've I've seen this. You have to to guard like your um, your your area and enemies, if they get close, they can break your like kind of stronghold or Mm -hmm. uh, fence that blocks you. And if you leave that open, they can go and one hit you. and that's pretty cool. But also the one I want to talk about is the robbery one where it's 2v2 and you're with another guy or another girl and um, you have to it, – it's like a, a scale. If you win around, you go to um, kind of like Rush from Battlefield. You Every time you win a capture point, you move up in the map and it's, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. You kind of move up and you have like – about seven eight-ish stages that you move back and forth if you win one you go up one all the way um if you're the robbers you go all the way up to the safe if you make five rounds straight you go all the way up to the safe and you can unlock the safe if you win but if you go all if you keep losing and you're the robbers then you will um they'll push you all the way back to jail you know, there's there's stuff like that. And then if the, the of course if the sheriffs win, they push you all the way back to jail and you say, Oh, you you saved the, the robbery or what a ball. Oh, yeah, this town ain't big enough for all of us. But uh, yeah. Uh. But the thing I want to talk about <laughs> is uh like when you switching stages, you have to this game makes you get on your hands and knees a lot. Cause if you mm-hmm. die you they kind of force you to get down on the floor and hide behind like a crate and mm-hmm. like wait for your chance to kind of come out and point and shoot and try to get the headshot because the headshots mean everything um and you have like two guns where you have to you know grab from the sides kind of like the old westerns and stuff like that it, it's it's ah uh, it's it's really awesome <laughs> it's really awesome cuz you it well, when you're you teleporting to different places, huh? But yeah, you can't move around. But you can't move around. No, no. It, it's. I would say that that is the. If someone wanted to play a gun game that you can't move around in, this would be it. But for the move around <laughs> stuff, and you, I mean, not many people want to. To you know, kind of like, do a handle that many variables. Yeah. You know, reload everything and um, wait a very long time. This is a patient game, too. Like, some people are not just going to rush out. And depending on the map, like, snipers be sitting there waiting for you. You know, it's like almost like a twist with Daisy. you know, where mm-hmm. people, you just don't know where anyone's at. And you just have to slowly creep along. And to crouch, you got to get on your knees, bruh. You need to, you need to get down there. And, you know, so it's so it's 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 crazy how it's physically demanding too. holding Mm. your hands up. My hands were getting tired after a few hours, like really, (laughs) really tired. Um, And that made me lose a couple rounds before. So (laughs) be like, okay, I need to relax. And then a guy comes around the corner. You're like, oh, okay, because you have to aim with a reticle like you have to hold up 
the the actual holographic sights or um, iron sights to your eye mm-hmm. in the game. And I really and like it, that too. It, it's oh, it's yeah. So Matt, mm. do you have a dedicated like VR room in your home? Uh, no, I just turned my office into it. Um, oh, I just so have you- a lot of like room. And I cleared everything. So all my stuff is like an L shape <laughs> across the wall. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The desk takes up one half and then like the books and stuff on the other half. And then the rest of it is just clear for VR. So uh, a couple times I scraped the wall with my touch controllers, but it's okay. <laughs> like, like throwing a grenade, you're like clicking it and then you just, you throw it because you're like... <laughs> I don't know. Like you're in the game, so you're not thinking Punch of it. Punch a hole in the wall, and then you hear, and you're like, Ooh. "Oh, okay." So I had a whole bunch of paint that I had to clear off my touch controls. It worked still, so that's that's fine. But yeah, so Anyways, uh, yeah, I, I have I have one last question. Mm. This is this is the vibe. So it's the two hand controllers, right? Yeah. Um. So those have like thumbstick esque things where your where your thumbs would be, right? The touch thing. And yeah. The, yeah, the touch thing and then the trigger in the front. Can in the western in Dead and Buried do you, when you do you have like revolver pistols with like the hammer on them and everything? Yeah. Do you have to like click the hammer back with your thumb uh, to shoot? N- no. So for <sighs> for the revolver, okay. um I'm using the touch controller so I'm not using okay. the wands. But um you it, depending on how much pressure you put on the trigger, you can see the hammer go back. And interesting. If you don't pull it all Ooh. the way, it doesn't go. And then to reload, you actually um, it, it, there's different weapons there. They're called power ups, but therefore them have different reload mechanics in Dead and Buried, where you have mm-hmm. to um, kind of toss the gun to the side where the chamber comes out, and all right, the bullets like come out, the... and then you flop yeah. it back in. So it's a more fast paced game. It's not going to be like the like onward where it's like a mill sim where you actually have to put the bullet bullets in and yeah. you know do all that craziness. Um, but yeah, I, I was just I was just wondering if you because like with old old Western revolvers, the like you pull you you click the hammer back manually and yeah. then you pull the trigger and the hammer releases. <laughs> I was just wondering if you could do the fucking like McCree thing or, you know. Yeah, like, I actually fake do it. And just like, I actually fake do it a couple times. Nice. <laughs> because in the menu, you can shoot like rocks floating. And I do like uh-huh. the whole, because you you're, you have your hands there. Um, so you did, I'm just like doing the, the whole chamber back thing uh, because it just feels, it feels good for some reason. <laughs> um, a lot of things feel good with um, touch, with controllers in general, just motion controllers. Um, I am a believer in motion controllers now. I don't think I can really do much else (laughs) other than, of course, play like space sims and stuff with my, uh, with my setup. Really, really quick before we get to the news, I want to very, very briefly talk about an amazing thing I discovered, which is the Game Boy Advance version of the American Idol video game. Uh In which case they... (laughs) had probably the cheapest cover versions of songs of uh, of the whole entire marketplace that was offering them cover versions of songs and then compressed them into like <laughs> enough of a small enough bit rate so it could fit on a little tiny Game Boy Advance cartridge and like 
I don't know if you thought the GBA video versions of cartoons were bad. Like, oh, this is on a whole new level because um, <laughs> it, ah, it it sounds like the programmer of this game is singing the songs and that he's like teetering on the edge of a cliff at the same time. He's oh, he's boy. he's like, I'm going to take the, the night and it sounds like he's about <laughs> to fall off an edge. And and it's partially because of it just being a really bad cover, but also because of the Game Boy <laughs> compression method they're using has like some really like heavy wah-wah filter going on that is hilarious mm. in motion, especially because it also tries to uh, be a be a po- polygonal GBA game, which. Um, oh, no, you, you barely saw back in the day them try to do that with like the Tony Hawks on the GBA. I don't know of any yeah. other examples off the top of my head. Uh I, if I'm correct, I believe uh, one of the Bionicle games did that. I'm not sure if it if that's pre-rendered sprites, but it was uh, pseudo 3D isometric, and I think it was polygons, <laughs> but I could be wrong. It's like hilarious because the GBA can barely push polygons as it is, but the uh, artwork that they did on these polygons makes them look like uh, like like uh, primetime network TV police drama versions of video games. <laughs> and, and, and seeing that happen in, in real life in front of you with the versions of these songs that they're trying to do with the ab- absolute possible worst renditions of these songs run through the worst compression that they possibly could have gone on is a hilarious and delightful trip. I, I recommend uh, I recommend anyone who wants a good laugh to just search up any video for for the Game Boy Advance version of American Idol. I played it on stream for half an hour, and I don't think I've laughed that hard in, like, I don't know, a good year. The, it the was so funny. smiley faces. What the hell is yes. with the smiley faces? That's how that's how accurate you are. And, like, even seeing how the game works is comedy itself, because the whole game is just tapping either A or B when the line says to tap A or B on a completely transparent display of your button prompts right there on the screen this game looks so bad it's so (laughs) good it's like i don't know i mean i'm sure that when it was out people were really sad about it but it's a real like relic something so enjoyably bad nowadays that i love it for what it is and i want to do a video on it and interview the team behind it to understand what the hell they were thinking like there's a story behind this game that needs to be told. <laughs> there's gotta be. Yeah. Uh yeah, this is I'm watching this now. This is awful. It's so great. I love you know, I'm George Weedman. I love garbage. So I was having the time of my life with it. And uh with that being said, we will get into stories after this break when we do the news. Did it again. I made you believe the morning just burns. Oh, baby, it might seem like a crush, but it doesn't mean that I'm serious. Cause to lose all my senses, that is just so typically me. We. We made it through the break to the news. Wow. Oh, no. 
You know what I just realized? What you just realized? Um, <laughs> which everyone else is already is going to have already heard. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play one of those songs from the from American Idol GBA okay. yeah. uh, that, for the for the break. Yeah. That, also, <laughs> our, our, our special musical guest. Um, let's do oh, let's do boy. Dido. Dido no, no, is no, here no, live no. in the studio to play us out later. Dido is. Uh, pick, uh, it, pick a new, pick a different person. Okay, he yeah, died. Uh, He's not here Christina anymore. Christina Aguilera did. No, um, you have to pick him right at the fucking end. Oh, okay. That's why it's okay. funny. And you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll do, we'll do. Christina Aguilera was also here and died, so she can't. Yeah, be that's very, very tragic. Very tragic. A lot of a death horrible in the studio accident today. with a gurney and <laughs> yeah. a potted plant. But uh, we have some good news. Um, Ubisoft's doing a big stupid giveaway this weekend, which means if you hear this podcast on a uh, Friday or a Saturday, you will still have time to pick up Raymond Origins, uh, Far Cry Blood Dragon, Assassin's Creed 3, and the crew. But uh, there's also um, <laughs> Splinter Cell 1 and Prince of Persia Sands of Time, which are some like all-time greats. Uh, Raymond Origins and Blood Dragon are super good as well. And I guess, you know, the, there's the crew if you want something to do. Uh <laughs> I don't recommend it. Yeah. But yeah, this is uh super cool. It seems like what they're trying to do is get people to install more instances of Uplay, which is a horrible app, but you know, by do like you giving away Do you have to away... play these through Uplay? Yes, you do. All right, fuck it, not getting into them. Ah, well, you know, if you've never played like Splinter Cell 1 in your entire life, I would I would recommend going going this route to do that even though you have to install Uplay. Uh I would rather pay for Splinter Cell than download Uplay for free. If if uh, you are really strapped for cash and you've never played Splinter Cell One, and do yourself a favor and uh, spend that time looking for a job to to like really put in the work and get and you know make some money so that you could buy Splinter Cell and not have to download you play. Uh, if uh, you are, are <laughs> I'm, I'm unemployable and uh, or just lazy and don't want to make money or spend money, this is a a way out. I mean, like with Blood Dragon, you gotta launch it through UPlay, anyways. If you've never played Blood Dragon, it's like a, it's like a good, fun time. Yeah, I mean, that Blood Dragon is just strapped onto that initially, though, right? Like, if you play any fucking Ubisoft games through Steam, you still have yeah. to launch UPlay on the side. Basically, from that's, like 2012 onwards, that's that's, that's how they did it. Unforgivable. I, but you know, well, but what if, what if they give you games for free? And they're like kind of new games. Is it still forgivable? Unforgivable? I mean, you play's pretty bad, man. I mean, it is, but also paying money for games is is a net loss for you, no matter the situation. Uh, I mean, it's not a net loss because you're exchanging, right? Right. You pay money but, and you get thing. But but the hope is that uh, someday everyone will just share the cool things they create with uh with the world in a post-scarcity society in which no one has has the need to exploit the other in this case the thing being exploited is your time and convenience and future money off of the idea of you having you play now installed on your computer and you getting used to it but not money that you have right now that could go to like your child's global warming crisis fund <laughs> anyway so i think that's of- neat <laughs> Speaking of your child's global warming crisis fund, uh, you might have less Super money Mario to run launch on the iPhone. <laughs> it, it is it is also free, but with catches. Uh, one uh, of I've, which been, I've, been, I've been playing it all day. What do you What do you think? What do you think? It's fun. It's fun. Hey. Um, it's you know it, uh, the game looks great. It sounds great. There's some nice classic takes on on traditional Mario music, even like. 
classical takes on, or different takes on the new Mario Bros. U series with their music. Uh, it's simple. It's it's you know I I would say that um, it's quality. You know I think that's that's the big thing is that it just feels like a Nintendo game, which on on your phone, which is in my in my opinion the most important thing, just because how many games are released on portable devices where you play it and you're like, this doesn't feel like the original at all, or this is clearly just a cash grab. Do you feel the value in the, in the, uh, in the nine ninety nine aspect of it? Even if you don't like the nine ninety nine aspect of it, there's so much more uh, robust things to do on the online, like building your kingdom and playing against other people and so stuff. What so what do you get for nine ninety nine versus free? So for, for free, you only get world one. Oh, um, the, fir- the first like four levels. Yeah, yeah. For makes, for nine ninety nine, you get full access to the game, which is, uh, six levels, so or six worlds. So mm-hmm. six worlds times four, what, 20, 24 levels. Twenty four levels. Yep. Um, but uh, there are each time you play the level, there's the uh, the coins you have to collect. There's there's five hidden like, uh, purple, dark purple, and silver coins or platinum coins, and so. Uh, you have to try and get them all and uh, doing, you know, kind of like Tomo. there's a lot of those uh, My Nintendo achievements where you get points and those points then can go into new things like uh, for linking your Nintendo account, you can play as Toad in the game. Um, and for doing this activity, you get this, you know, this, this uh, achievement or so on and so forth. Toad, who in two separate occasions on the same web page is... Uh, misspelled as Todd in this, in this game's official description. <laughs> on really? Nintendo's on Nintendo's yeah. homepage? Yeah, I, I have to find that. Oh my god, can, um, you, can you link yeah, me? I want to see this. Excuse the typing again real quick, but Nintendo I know exactly who posted Todd this. Toad. Only on iOS. Uh, what? Yeah, that's, I haven't uh, played I think, it. I think there'll iOS. be a Android Here, version I, later. I, I I'm only in Super Smash Jungle World where it has a picture of Mario... <laughs> It basically Mario World ripoff. Holy crap! Yeah, there he is. Um, there's there's they Todd. Put Todd. <laughs> yeah, the iconic Todd. Mario yeah. sidekick Todd. You know it's you know it's really bad. Is that uh, I was at that page today, didn't even realize it. They might I have mean, corrected in that, it. In that font, in that font, the A is, is only it, it's a it's like a, a D with the top of the D <laughs> upside bent down a, a bit. What what is so, a D but a like mirrored upside down A? You know, I guess. Yeah. Um, I I have to look at the app myself. I'm I'm looking at it right now. But yeah, it's it, it's just funny that it's like in bold letters Todd, Todd. like T O D D, and then a playable character in the Super Mario Run game. Todd can run a little bit faster than others. <laughs> oh, so the characters play differently? Well, I guess so. I, you know, I don't know when that image was taken, but it's definitely not in the app. The app says Toad, so... Ah, well, for for a brief spell, it was misspelled. Yeah. Oh! Uh, nice, nice. Hey. I wish nice, uh, listeners could hear me point my finger and smile. Um, <laughs> there, are, there are replies to this. So, yeah. <laughs> this fucking uh, Captain Toad, but replaced with Captain Todd. <laughs> uh, this is wonderful. Captain Todd. Legacy of Todd. Treasure Trekker. Um... <laughs> Overall, it's 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 fun. Uh, you know, like I said, it it has that uh, that Nintendo polish, and you know, I hope people buy it just because it means that it'll encourage Nintendo to create more 
uh, in-depth games. I'm really excited to see what mm. the Fire Emblem game is going to be about, just because they really wanted to, you know, from what I understood, they were trying really hard to make sure that uh, for Fire Emblem, they're going to make it super robust and make it feel as much as they can like a uh, Fire Emblem game. And that, to me, is like, that's really cool. If you can get a game on your phone that's 34 hours worth of gameplay, you know, you're that's not the same thing over and over again, and it, it's adapting and growing with you, then that's pretty impressive. Yeah, re- yeah reviews I, uh, are, are positive so far. It it seems like uh, they did a good. Is it is it worthwhile for ten dollars? That seems like I, I'm pretty liberal about like small games being priced fairly, and ten seems a bit much for twenty four levels total. Yeah, like I, it's, I'd say like five. I would I wouldn't bat an eye, but like is ten worth? Uh, you know I think so. I I, I think it's worth it. I, the levels are. You know, it's 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 levels and all the all the other functions as well. I believe. I think there's like, um, other stuff too. I haven't really, you know, dived into it yet, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's worth it. You know, it it's got that. Uh, I guess it's got that polish. It just it it looks like you know a, a new Mario game. It doesn't look like a knockoff game. Um, and I guess I, I guess I'm the wrong person to ask though, just because I'm that guy who has no problem spending a dollar or two on on in-app purchases if it means that it's going to extend my gameplay i'm the worst at that at that because i i genuinely i hate ios you know pay to play games but like if i'm into a game and it's like god damn it i have to pay a dollar and um i just want to play it right then and there they they get me i i'll 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 fucking do it and it drives me crazy Mm -hmm. um so but i think there's value to it i there's definitely going to be you know the fact that there's a like a friend system, and you know racing against your friend's ghost is really cool, and mm-hmm. and you can customize your kingdom the way that you want to too with certain yeah. uh, buying certain like you can buy like toad houses that have bonuses. Todd and, houses, yeah, Todd houses. You can buy Todd, Todd houses, ha- Todd houses, houses Todd of Todds, Howards. and you can uh, each house that you buy is like a is a buff that you can check in later on. So. You know, oh, this is a bonus room. This bonus room is activated once every six hours. So now that you have it in your kingdom, every six hours when you're going to play the game, you can jump on and play the bonus room, collect points, do the challenges, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So it, it definitely is going to have a long lasting appeal on like, uh, at least I feel Mitomo. I, I did not like Mitomo. I got in for about five minutes and was like, great. Yeah. This is just a, a bigger wide scale. Uh, we me channel that's just accessible for everyone so i'm this this will last a lot longer i feel so so it seems like a a step in the right direction like maybe something that might in a perfect world up the bar for mobile games in general however it is a uh game that must always be online well i think i think the online aspect of it the idea is to play the game, to play uh, the levels, the 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 twenty four levels, those I don't think you have to be online to play. I think the game requires you to play online though, because of the fact that a lot of the components require online check ins. You need to see what your friends' uh, times times are on the thing. You need to see your challenges of the day if you're gonna do any of the achievements or things like that. So it does require a a. Uh, 
you know, a simple connection to refresh that data. Is um, that an issue though? For phones? I mean, the uh, way I see it, you're gonna always be on like your phone always has yeah. LTE. Well, the problem is is people are gonna want to play games on their phone when they don't have online distractions on their phone and train tunnels and airplanes and, and rural no no coverage zones. And from oh, what I okay. quickly skimmed from the reviews, I mean, you might want to like pull it out and correct me if I'm wrong, but they did say that the game does have to be online all the time. In an interview with my motto, with Miyamoto, the, the guy who's interviewing him for Mashable just like goes ahead and clarifies and says, just to be clear, when you say security in reference to the game being always online, you mean the risk of piracy, right? And he himself says that's correct. And this, uh, to me, at least, seems like a major misstep in understanding the utility, the utility and accessibility of mobile games that people generally derive from them, from the, the convenience of having a little device that they can bring everywhere, as Nintendo does well with its portable consoles. And uh, that that seems like a direct strike against the portability it, of the game it itself. It is pretty easy. It is pretty easy to steal a game on iPhone or Android. I mean, iOS or Android. Yeah, and that's... Uh, so we just got news straight from the front that uh, Gerard's area is experiencing outages. So we're going to quickly try to wrap up after quickly covering and simplifying a really complicated topic, which is yet another report of Crytek basically going straight down the toilet. Um, sources out of their offices in the, the uh, small, almost Eastern European country of Bulgaria... Uh, have reported that people there have basically not been being paid for two months. One of the ex-devs has actually started a crowdfunding campaign to seek legal action against the company. This is actually quite familiar news, as in 2014, shortly after the launch of Rise Son of Rome, Crytek was also facing similar allegations of basically not paying their people. Uh, they put a lot of their... Um, assets and stakes into games that really have not panned out. Uh, Warface was a free-to-play online FPS that garnered an audience in Russia and basically nowhere else. There's a MOBA title that's been in development for about two years that has one of the most like generic, cash-grabby MOBA names of all time, which is Arena of Fate. And that's the studio mm -hmm. that is facing these troubles this time. Uh, this story comes from two different sources, and then a third. First is Laura Kay's fantastic new website, letsplayvideogames.com. Uh, one of her writers got the scoops. You know, if you like want to complain about video game journalism, go there and find actual good video game journalism. Uh, sources have also come out to Polygon, corroborating a lot of the same stuff. And then the next day, a uh, developer who was previously employed by Crytek before quitting because he you know, according to him, wasn't making any money, started right. a GoFundMe campaign to actually seek legal action against them. Uh, this, I yeah. I think, is pretty, pretty huge, even though it is kind of just like another stake in, in the nail of the coffin of the studio, which is really sad, I think. Uh, what else did, did Crytek make? Anything notable that was successful? Uh, other than Crisis, not much. Um, okay. They, they made the Crytek... The Cry Engine, which which some successful projects and mostly non-successful projects have licensed out, but uh, you know Sonic Boom runs on the Cry Engine, uh, <laughs> not not quite as well used as the other big licensables. Uh, but yeah, this is. Uh, mm. I, I think the saddest thing about this whole story is what they did to the former Free Radical Studio, who was previously named Crytek UK, that 
was the subject of the 2014 story who ended up kind of more or less dissolving and then getting bought out by Deep Silver, renamed as Dam Buster. They finished development on their project of Homefront The Revolution, which was a sequel to an awful game that turned out to be an oh. only mediocre game. And these guys used to make like friggin' Perfect Dark and Time Splitters. They used to be so good. All they'd have to do to recover is make a remaster of those projects. And ooh, it, it'd be amazing. But, you know, Rare Rare got... The license to Perfect Dark. I don't know who owns Time Splitters right now, but uh, yeah, that's it's really sad. Like a lot of good IPs are going down the drain because of Crytek having all of their eggs in the wrong basket and not owning up to the fact by by actually taking out loans and paying their people and declaring actual bankruptcy. They're just kind of yeah, that's, running with it. Uh, that's real. That's really shitty. The crowdfunding campaign, the GoFundMe, the guy claims that they were two months behind on like his and several other people's salaries so like he like he was getting barely paid for december or for uh, excuse me september yeah. in it like in end of november which is like fuck man if you got a family to feed and rent to pay that's, that's you just can't do that you can't be two months behind on getting paid yeah that's shitty but uh yeah and anyways we have to wrap up because of uh California power outages happening I'm right sorry. now. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's okay. Uh, it's all good. That just will give us more to talk about next week. It's always good to roll over to a new week with more stuff to talk about. So until then, uh, Gerard, who are you? I'm the completionist. Uh, this What's podcast that? is named. This podcast <laughs> is named after my channel. And yeah, thank you guys for listening. I know I'm not here often, but I'm very happy with what these three gents do and the in the community you guys have built. Uh, you can find me at YouTube.com/slash that one video gamer or YouTube.com/slash Gerard Completionist or YouTube.com/slash YouTube Superbeard Bros. Um, or or no, that's uh, that one video dot com. Um, we are going to be doing a, one of the big initiatives I, I have. I didn't really talk to you guys yet, but we're going to be doing it in 2017 is we are going to be officially doing a massive uh, redesign and relaunch of the website with some new partners. And uh, you can kind of already see that we've been working on it with the new TOBG intro asset I used in the most recent video. It features... Uh, almost all of our TOVG partners. So, uh, yeah, new things to come in in 2017. And that, hell yeah! I think that's all I got for me. Thanks for having me, guys. No problem. Thanks for yeah, coming on. Thanks for coming on. As always, uh, you can you can find my stuff at SunderCR on Twitter. It's probably the best place to find me because you'll see all the things. Um, or YouTube.com/slash/SunderGamer, or YouTube.com/slash/Sundercade. I actually don't know if I have that that handle, but that's what my other channel's called. I'm planning some stuff. I wrote some scripts and things are coming. I'm stockpiling for 2017. I'm going to try and get shit out all the time. New vids. Nice. All kinds of vids. Hey, Matt, I'm wondering if uh, you're going to keep this up yet another week. What? Um, I'm always at YouTube.com slash Noclip. All right. <laughs> Getting you the best <laughs> video game content on the Internet. Okay. You yep. see that Patreon? I'm That's getting the... money, player. Actual oh, URL dang. for that. All right. Uh, uh, where, where are you at? Um, yep, yep. No, no clip. Uh, is, uh, not, not him. Uh, YouTube.com slash show. If, if you don't know, I also stream every week. I got a good audience going. I think I'm averaging like 100 minimum every week, which means I might nice. be able to get that Twitch subscription hot and fresh straight you from are, the oven. Yeah. 
You are nearing <laughs> partner range. Nearly, nearly at the bare minimum of what it takes to make money doing something else. <laughs> uh, this week, I have a video coming out on skill-based movement and Titanfall 2 and other FPS games. I hope it's good. Oh, it's been a long time since I've had to cobble one together this week because my day job has been nutso because of holiday stress. But until then, uh, we will... Oh, I feel you on that. We will have you listen to us a week from now. Um, in the meantime, we have a special musical guest in straight from like, I don't know, 13 years ago. Take it away, okay. Ricky Martin, with your hit Whoa. new single, uh, uh, Live in La Vida Loca. That's how you say it, right? Bush! The Bush. Take away your pain Like a bullet to your brain 